Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. If you're just joining us for the first time, let me make some introductions. My name is Jamie, and I serve as our Leadership Development Director here at Bellevue. And I'm here with Jason, who's our Ministries and Leadership Development Pastor. You want to say hey? Hello, everybody. One of the opportunities we have is to train and disciple our ministerial assistants, or what we call our interns, and this podcast is an expansion of that ongoing training. Yes, and we're excited to be joined today by Ben Taylor, our missions pastor. Hello, hello. Good to hello, be here. Good to have you with us. And Ross McGregor, who is our local missions pastor. And these two spoke recently with our MAs on the topic of the MA supervisor relationship. And what was shared really applies across the board to anyone that finds themselves under the leadership of another person. So let's go ahead and jump in and continue the conversation that we began at the MA training recently. So this is what I would love for you guys to do. It really is good to have you all with us. And just so everybody knows, what we have here is we have Ben and Ross. Ross was an intern. He came here in 2015 and is now full-time with us, but spent a summer and then a full year, correct? And a little bit more than a full year, and then became full-time. So when you were here, you were an MA under the leadership of Ben. And then now Ben is our missions pastor overseeing all of our missions ministry. And Ross is one of the integral parts of that ministry and is our local missions pastor. So when we talk about the MA supervisor relationship or just a supervisor and a director kind of relationship, these guys are good examples of how that can be done well and how they've done that well. So with that said, both of you guys speak a little bit more to when we talk about a supervisor, just speak to the supervisor's ability and the need to create opportunities to develop the people that follow them. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it is so critical for a leader to understand that anytime they have an MA come into their team, that that MA understands that they are valued more than just a doer. Mm. They have to be an integral part of the ministry. And as you grow in that relationship, trust builds. And then what you'd begin to do is little by little, you gain opportunities to trust them more and mm-hmm. more by mm-hmm. giving them responsibility. And I think, Ross, as we kind of developed, we saw a lot of time where I didn't give you a whole Bellevue Loves Memphis project the first time we did a work day together, but I gave you a half of one and then a whole one and then three or four. And we just began to see that as that trust level increased, you developed more and more in your leadership ability and saw a lot more responsibility start coming your way. Yeah, I think uh, what a lot of supervisors tend to think is that they have to have every single moment planned out mm-hmm. and every single growth and development idea already pre-positioned and ready to execute. But the reality is, is, is those small moments in developing and, and giving slightly more and more responsibility and using more and more small moments really have the impact to grow the person that you're leading in big ways. Yeah, and don't waste anything. I remember mm-hmm. when it was just me and Ross, we had an incredible opportunity to do basically everything together, mm-hmm. almost too much. But we would go to a meeting, he would see me lead a meeting, and then training started on the way home. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would ask him questions. Okay, what did you see me do? What questions that I asked that maybe you didn't think about asking? Mm-hmm. And I made it a very intentional time where I was just using that to train him because I knew there would be a day and I prayed that there would be a day that I would be able to send him to do the very exact same meeting. And I've seen that his growth over that. And I think those moments where a lot of times we mm. check the time from you leave the meeting until you get mm-hmm. back to the church. That's just us time. We can just hang out. Don't have to talk about anything intentional. Mm-hmm. As a supervisor, be 
intentional and say, okay, how can I just take this moment to be teachable Mm -hmm. as we drive back to the church? And that was one of the things that we did a lot of. Mm. Yeah. So the whole, I do, you watch, I do, you do, Mm. you do, I do, you do, I watch, and then you do. Yeah. It's the ministry of Jesus, right? That's right. You just follow what he's doing and how he led the disciples. And in fact, I think in our relationship, there was one time where Ross said, you know what? I spend so much time with you. I don't want to be discipled by you. Uh-huh. And that kind of hurt a little, Yeah, but I got over it. Are you really um, over it? You think? No, no, no. Okay. We're, we're we, working through that. We go to biblical counseling <laughs> often for it. We're, we're almost, we're almost in this. But there's been times where he's just admitted that, you know, what you've been doing is you've been discipling me and the work that we do and all that. And there's always those spiritual lessons that take Mm -hmm. place. And I think it's been real beneficial in our relationship as a supervisor MA. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things we talk about in the course of 18 months with our MAs is we talk about this whole idea of workplace discipleship. And Mm -hmm. that's really what you're talking about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive in a little bit more to that. So I would assume, and we know this to be true, that there were times probably Ross when you were an intern And going through this with Ben, there were probably some times that maybe you thought things should be done differently. Mm -hmm. You know, so answer this, Ross. And then Ben, also a little bit about Ben is Ben was an intern many moons ago here at Bellevue. So both of you guys could answer this. And Jamie, you could jump in as well. How did you or how do you make your objections known in a respectful way to your supervisor? Yeah, I mean, that is such a big issue, I think, is figuring out how to appropriately come to your boss Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I disagree with you or I have another idea or I don't know if this was the best way. And I think first it's important for the supervisor to create that open culture to allow for objection and for allow for conflicting ideas, because if that already isn't built the first objection or the first conflict all of a sudden becomes way bigger than what it probably has to be. Mm -hmm. But I think first, whenever you come and you are really disagreeing with your supervisor, first you recognize the value that they've already contributed to the idea. And then you say, hey, I see where we're going and make sure that your vision and your idea aligns with the end that your supervisor is wanting to see. And then give reasons about why you think your idea is better or maybe a little bit closer to the goal that you're both striving for. And then hear those objections that you hear from your supervisor, because they may have more information than you ever had Mm -hmm. or a different perspective, or they may have tried that idea before. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's something that you feel like you were offended by your supervisor, I think it's important that you really make sure that you go first before the Lord Mm -hmm. and you take that offense before the Lord and you are quick to forgive, but also that you go directly to your supervisor and say, hey, this is how I interpreted it. This is what what I experienced. And just want to let you know that that this is the way that you hurt me in whatever way. Mm -hmm. I also think that that's an important place to have that dialogue within that supervisor MA relationship. Yeah, I would say Ross is really putting on his supervisor hat and asking that question (laughs) and answering that question. Because I'll tell you how he would bring about his objections is he would always ask the why. Why are we doing this? Or it was consistently asking questions as to the plan Hmm. and uh, dissecting it with questions that would make me have to think about answering that in a legitimate way. And I think Ross's answer is great, but also that's probably more from a supervisor's hat. And I would say when he was an MA, one of the biggest things that he did to help grow our ministry was to ask questions that I wasn't asking because he came from a different perspective, Mm -hmm. a different point of view that made me, even if I didn't like it, because 
he would tell you, there were many times, can you just say yes, sir, and go do what I yeah. ask you to do? Yeah. And I would honestly say that to him, but those mm -hmm. questions would always cause me to take pause yeah. and have to answer them. And so I would tell any MA that is struggling with something that they're doing in their ministry, honestly, ask questions and allow your supervisors to answer. If they mm -hmm. don't have an answer, because sometimes I didn't, I would have to stop and think mm -hmm. and then walk through. And then sometimes I would come to where he was and say, yeah, that's what you're saying is right. Mm -hmm. And it was because he asked the right questions. Yeah. But mm -hmm. as leaders, we're not supposed to be just yes men. Right. We have right. individual ways that the Lord has gifted us, the Lord has wired us to where we have to think critically. And sometimes the way that you think is going to come in conflict with the way that your supervisor thinks. And that open invitation for questioning about what is the why? Why are we doing this? What is the purpose of, mm -hmm. of why we're choosing this way? You begin to learn how your supervisor thinks, but also you're using the brain that the Lord has given you mm -hmm. to go forth and see that God's kingdom come as long as you're seeking that first. And I think it'll go a long way with your supervisor whenever you come and you bring objections or conflict or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Hey, so I want you to just to talk to the supervisors and coach them up on how to receive well, not just objections, but questions like why. And you said it a little bit, yeah. but be real. I mean, yeah. how, what would you say to them? As a supervisor, if you want what's best for the outcome of what you're trying to accomplish, you have to allow other voices to speak into the process. If you just want somebody to do a job, you don't need an MA. Mm -hmm. You can find a lot of people to do a job, but if you want somebody that's willing to speak into the process to challenge the process that's in place so that what comes on the other side is better, mm -hmm. then that's why you want a critical thinking MA. And as a supervisor, I'm just going to be honest, it takes more time to walk through the questions than if they were just to go do it. Mm -hmm. But I promise you, it's worth the time. It's worth the work. Listen to your MAs. They're going to provide invaluable information, perspective, and opportunities to help grow your ministry to take it to the next level. Hmm. That's why we have the MA program. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why we're investing in them. I would just say, if you don't want that, don't have an MA. <laughs> and right. I, I'm honestly, mm -hmm. and yeah. I can make an yeah. email Jason <laughs> and let him know that they don't want one because they don't want to be challenged. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I think, um, and even in the training, when you guys spoke, you had a real moment and talked about how you want to be liked. Mm -hmm. You want people yep. to want to follow you. So you have to humble yourself when Ross would say to you something about why. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe you didn't have a clear why or you didn't have the clear answer. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like in those moments that you're able to go, that's a great question or you're right. We need to think about that. I think probably there's some encouragement to supervisors out there to be willing to go, you're right. Let's think mm -hmm. about this. Yeah, it all comes back to humility, That's right? right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, nobody wants a 20-something telling them how to do their ministry. That's mm -hmm. right. Right. But at the same time, we have to value youth and understand that because of their perspective, they might be able to do it a different or even better way. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be humble as a leader. Mm -hmm. You have to be humble as a supervisor. And humility also within the MAs is incredibly important as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So speaking of humility, one of the things that you guys talked about in MA training was not airing your grievances with the masses. So if you're having a struggle with your supervisor, not airing that to everybody and telling everybody about it, we would love to hear a little bit more about some healthy ways to deal with the issues that you might have with the supervisor. Mm -hmm. So if that is, that's not the way to do it, what are some healthy ways to go about dealing with those issues? Absolutely. It's so easy to talk about your problem with someone 
if it's not the someone that the problem is with. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to go to your friend. It's so easy to go to your roommate or to somebody who's just going to automatically empathize and sympathize Mm -hmm. with the struggle that you're experiencing, Mm -hmm. but not really deal with the issue at hand. And so I think that there is wisdom in the problem that you're trying to solve is not dealing with the person and dealing with the idea. Grab some input from other people Mm -hmm. or grab some input from people outside of the situation. But if you're dealing with a struggle in personality or if you're all of a sudden your issue becomes the person, Mm -hmm. you have to be careful with that because you're going to inevitably attack that person's Mm -hmm. character, whether intentionally or unintentionally, because by the passive comments or by the allusion to some type of issue, you end up tainting that person's reputation in in some way, shape, or form. And if that person is your boss, if that person is the person that is leading you, you're completely undermining the team. And so what I think that you have to do there is follow Matthew 18, especially if there's sin involved with that, if there was anger or if there was pride or anything. I think you go to your supervisor first. I mean, Christ gives us a great plan to go immediately to that person. Mm -hmm. And I would say the majority of the times your issue is going to be resolved right then and there. Because if your supervisor is truly following the Lord, dying to self daily, then they're going to receive that and they don't want sin within their ministry. They don't want that to be a barrier Mm -hmm. to the gospel. Now, if there is still that indwelling issue and everything, it may be good to make sure that you pray about it and that you you seek wisdom before any further steps. But well, what I see is so often that we're quick to talk about the issues, mm-hmm. we're not quick to deal with the issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And therefore that creates distrust within the team, that mm-hmm. creates conflict within the team that can really just be avoided if we go directly yeah. to the person. Yeah, Find somebody that if you need to talk about it because you want to process it and make Mm -hmm. sure that you're processing it in the proper way, find somebody that is outside of the situation. And I would dare say even outside of Bellevue culture, because we're all connected. Every MA is connected to another MA in some form or fashion. Many of them are roommates. And so it's hard. Connected to each other's supervisors. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so anytime you're talking about your issue with another MA, they're going to know who you're talking about, even if you try to keep it anonymous. You know, it was kind of funny in the training, whenever we talked about that, there was a heaviness that was in the room a little bit automatically of whenever I asked, If you have an issue with your supervisor, how many people in this room know that you have an issue Mm -hmm. with your supervisor? And it immediately, there was a heaviness in the room Mm -hmm. of like, oh, (laughs) a lot of people may know about my issues and that may Mm -hmm. actually not be the best Mm -hmm. way forward. That may not actually be contributing to the culture of our team and to the building of the kingdom Mm -hmm. and building of the church. And finding that person outside of Bellevue that is willing to be honest with you, not somebody that you know is going to agree with you. That's right. Because it's so easy to find people that will agree with you so that you can in turn be fed and your ego and then all of that. Somebody outside the culture of Bellevue, somebody that will be honest with you and then always check yourself. Mm. Lord, what in Mm. me Mm. is causing Mm. me to feel this way? Because many times it's pride, many times it's arrogance and ego, those types of things that we have to die to the flesh in order to to work well with the supervisor. Yeah. And that even goes back to what you were saying, Ross, is that we can be so quick to talk about the issues, but not deal with them. Mm -hmm. I think we talk about every time the conversation about conflict comes up with our MAs, it's, that's the same conversation as we, like, you know, Matthew 18, you know, the right things to do. Like, why don't you do it? I think you just pointed Mm -hmm. out what it is. Is it because probably we don't first examine ourselves Mm -hmm. or we're really quick to say, these are the ways that they're doing it wrong or their idea is bad or they're leading me poorly without actually examining why am I responding the way I'm responding to this? 
which then you can't approach anybody in humility if you don't first examine yourself. So I think that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And just at our core, we're selfish people and we like who we are. So we tend to go to people that are like us. And right. so I, if I have a grievance, I'm going to go to somebody that goes, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mm-hmm. agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Instead of somebody that can give me an unbiased, broader perspective mm-hmm. on this. And I think that that's a major key in all of this is who do you have around you? It's mm-hmm. going to help you be a better supervisor. It's going to help you be a better intern just based on the community you have around you that'll speak truth into your life, that you can confess sins to, that you can walk with, but also be encouraged by. So it's a good thing. Definitely. As we wrap up this episode, we hope this discussion on the MA supervisor relationship has been helpful to you. Whether you find yourself in the supervisor role or in the MA intern type role, we encourage you to take some of the principles discussed during our time today and put them into practice in the working relationships you're a part of. We look forward to being back with you next week as we continue this conversation.